right, we're back. It is episode 35 of the uh, Balcony Chatter podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andrew McKenney, here as always with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Hello. Uh, Tim, how are we doing today? I'm good. I, I hope you guys have been well. Uh, it's been a minute, we know. Um, haven't really, haven't even talked about this Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you know, me and Andrew just some schedule stuff and also just kind of having to watch the actual games um, got in the way in its own way. But now we got this nice break before Wednesday and this will come out on Wednesday morning or as you're listening to it now. And uh, we've got a good preview for game three for you here. Yeah, so we kind of took a few days off. Um, we actually have some cool things in the works, so we've been working on that, um, getting some stuff together. Uh, but like you said, I mean, we the, we've had – we, we were having games every other night, and now we have this long stretch in between game uh, games three and four. So I figured this episode we we can recap the stuff that's happened so far and kind of give a preview of what we expect to happen in the next game or what it's going to take to win that next game. Yeah, and not too much of a recap. We won't beat you over the head with the, everything you've already seen. But, yeah, obviously yeah. you got to touch on what has gone down so far in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Miami Heat. Um. I guess we'll start with game one. Yeah. Game one, uh, if you were not a Celtics fan, was amazing to watch. Everyone, everyone, I, every non-Celtics fan I talked to loved it. I hated every second of watching that game, man. It was so stressful. And, I mean, I think the bad omens have not shown since, quite since, maybe a bit in game two, but when... When Bam absolutely stole Tatum's lunch money on that block, it I mean, was just it you got to give it to him, man. What a hell uh, of a block! Huh? Hell of a block, and um, you know, I don't blame Tatum for thinking he can dunk on Bam Adebayo in the Eastern Conference Finals since he's done it on LeBron James in the Eastern Conference Finals, but you know, didn't didn't quite work. And um, as I would have said as a preview to the series. Uh, you know, we, we don't have an answer for Bam, and that's been pretty clear. Even in our uh, win in Game 3, he still dropped 26 points uh, and I think double-digit rebounds. We don't have an answer for Bam, but also, like we saw in Game 3, that can work. Yeah, I mean, the the it's kind of the same thing when you look at the Celtics team. It's like they can't have one guy play really well and win. You know, like they yeah. have to have people contributing all around the team. And we've had this issue throughout the playoffs so far is that if we're not all on, it's a lot tougher for us to win, even though we're we're a very good team. So if we can hold him to being the only stud out there for, you know, maybe not the only one, but, you know, if we can keep them down to not playing as much of a well-rounded team game, then I think that we'll be in good shape. But, I mean... Like you said, so far we haven't really had any answer to him. And I, I again, I think it works if we don't. Uh, like you saw in Game Three, it's it's a matter of taking Butler and Goran Dragic out of it, which is not something I really would have thought I said going into the bubble. But good God, Goran Dragic has arguably been the starting Eastern Conference All Star of the bubble. He's been out of his mind, and everything drops from mid range to three point to a three point play and one at the rim. God, he's, it's infuriating to watch him cut us up, so it was nice to have a bit of an answer for him and Jimmy in game 
three, but before we fully get into game three, just touch on game two, and mostly what we want to talk about with game two is the infamous, or now infamous, uh, locker room scuffle after, which was said to be have been between mostly Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, two guys who we knew before this get along Wait, very well. Was it Jalen Brown or Tatum? No, it was, was Jalen Brown. Okay. Um, uh, that's my understanding, is Brown was, uh, you know... Mar- Marcus was at Brown's throat. Um, Brown Marcus didn't speak to reporters after Brown did and said it were like a family. You know, it's like brothers, families fight. And I loved that response. And I, I did see some truth to that. And I and I honestly did feel, which is a lot easier to say after all is said and done, that the fight in the locker room kind of started to give me hope, even down 2-0. Uh, and then, obviously, rumblings of Gordon Hayward coming back who was, I mean, sure, only six points, but phenomenal for us, just as that extra body. The plus the plus minus when we had the, uh, you know, the small ball team, the infamous small ball team out there was incredible. Um, you know, Gordon, definitely a huge help, but I, I like to think that we would have had Miami's number in game three with or without him back, um, truly. So so let me, let me ask you this, because we were both very frustrated after – after game two, I mean, that's two games in a row that you blow a huge lead. We could we could be up in this series three to nothing. I mean, I'm not gonna play the what if game because that's not how it is right now. We're down two one, so that's just the the facts of the series. But we very well could be up three nothing. It had we really put the pedal to the floor and continued to play. A full game. I mean, we kind of let up, and it, yeah, we it was only bad. lost by five. And the crazy right. thing is, is uh, our worst playoff loss is seven points so far this season. But you know, which is, but the five points great, felt like ten when you're up by seventeen. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing I want to say, and I, and I mean this, and I know it's gonna sound piping hot, but if you're watching these games, it's not that fucking hot. Oh, I'm, I was trying not to swear. Shout out to my aunt who said she I swear too much on here. I'm trying, Aunt Penny. I'm doing my <laughs> best. I'm passionate about these teams. All right. So, um, the thing about them, and this is gonna sound like a hot take, but it is not a hot take. This team being up ten points on this team feels like being up ten points on the Warriors. It is not comfortable. It is yeah. completely uncomfortable to be up by 10 on this team. And what about being up 17, though? Nah, 17, you feel a bit better. But they cut 17 to 10 faster than they cut 10 to a tie. But that, that's what I'm saying. It's like this, we think, going into game two, I was like, okay, this is how we're going to play. And we, we started blowing them out for, I don't get, for a little bit. I mean, here, we're getting into game two, so let's do it. I don't understand why you don't put Enos Cantor back in the game. He actually held his own with Bam. Not to mention he was scoring he scored nine points and got six boards. You know, like he was at least a big presence at the rim. It's like I love Grant Williams. I, I, I am actually liking the minutes I'm seeing out of him. He should not have been playing down the stretch in game two as the big guy covering Bam at a bio. Just that ki- that killed us a bit and then, you know, obviously just get a little bit of giving up at the end was which was just awful to watch. One other thing I wanna uh touch on, um best of luck to Romeo Langford who's going to go and uh, undergo surgery on his wrist we just found out today uh, hopefully he'll be able to bounce back we saw him for 81 seconds in game two it was a pretty quick in and out uh, where he did manage to get an assist so shout out to Romeo for that but um, you know he, he is going to undergo season ending wrist surgery and best of luck and I hope we can have him back I do think that guy showed some real flashes of being able to be a solid 
you know, participant of the Celtics basketball team in the future. So shout out to Romeo and uh, hoping you can get back on the court quick whenever that may be. Also, after this, we will touch on uh, some of the latest news on what the NBA outlook is looking like for next season. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Romeo and uh, just a disgusting, just an awful game too. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Would you say you think we needed it? Needed the the loss? Yeah, needed the loss. Needed the blowout. Well, no, because I mean we we blew a huge lead in game one too. So yeah. it, it's not like it's not like this this was a new thing, right? I figured after game one and what like I said, they came out hot in game two, like. I thought that we were going to just blow them away in that game. I, I didn't think the series was going to be, you know, oh, we're gonna, now we're going to run away with the series. But I thought that game they were going to blow them out just based on how they came out of the gate and how they started playing and how they had a huge lead and all that stuff. So, I, I mean, I think the fight more than anything brought potentially brought them together. That coupled with Gordon Hayward coming back, just him being on the floor. No, we're not talking points. We're just talking about him being on the floor, I think, really adds a lot to this team. Um, and him being actually suited up on the bench, regardless of, you know, he's been at, when he's been back in the bubble, he's on the bench with these guys. But I think it's a little bit different scenario when he has the potential to actually play. So yeah. um, I don't necessarily think that we would have, that we needed it because I think that we should have been able to adapt after game one better than we did. But, See, I it think definitely. I think it doesn't I, hurt. I guess. I think you combined your answer. You know, I think they blow out after game one because I like the blowout. I actually feel better about this series from the blowout. I was scared of Miami. I was scared after game one. I was, I was concerned after game one. Game two, I was like, I feel like, like we have this, and then the Celtics didn't even look like the Celtics. And then when I heard they fought, it's like honestly the best I've felt towards this team. Yeah. And since they fought, obviously that's shown to be true, especially in game three when you get twenty points out of four of your starters, Marcus. Kemba, Jason, and Jalen, which is just incredible. Not to mention the Celtics are now 16-1 and when Jalen Brown scores 25 points or more. So, like I've said, or like I was saying out loud and like I was tweeting, isn't it crazy what happens when you get Jalen Brown the basketball late in the game? He scores. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't want to see Grant Williams throwing up a three even if it goes in. I don't want to see Marcus Hero Ball, really. Unless he's like really hot, I, so I, it, how, the Tice lobs like I don't know. It's just the Tice three pointers infuriating. It's like why are we not working it to one of the superstars on this team? Well, and that's something that I wanted to ask you because I've been seeing a lot of uh, hate recently in the over the last three games of to, towards Tatum on him picking the wrong time to make threes or him picking the wrong you know his shot choices are questionable to a lot of people. And I'm what I mean by a lot of people are reporters. So obviously they're going to mostly talk about the negative stuff because that's just how they get their clicks. But yeah. do you, do you, have you I felt, can't, I catch myself saying like, ah, oh, no, not, that's not, that's not the call. That's not the shot yeah. to Tatum two or three times a game. I'm, I'm sorry. If my superstar is doing that while he's still shooting nine to 20, it's just like, that's 45% from the field. I, I, it's not it's not a reportable issue to me. No. I mean the guy so you the don't headlines see, today you, across the NBA, probably outside of Boston reporters, is that he is he is undeniably it was according to a, a an executive in the Western Conference, no one knows what team or whatever, but he is defiantly a better player than Paul George. 
that, that that came out today. So, I mean, yeah, some of those shot selections hurt, and you do see Tatum. T- Tatum passing the ball is the best Tatum, really. Everybody keep keep in mind as well, the kid's 22 years old. Yeah. Right? And he so, still had eight assists. He, he led so the what, team in assists in, in the game, you know? Right. So, like, sure, you, you want a better shot selection, you want a better pass. Some of his Kobe shots just don't go, and, like, he's not there yet. And it's just, like, also you're doing it from – a lot of people have, you know, a lot of stat heads have issues with the mid-range and how it should be become obsolete because it's, like, the least, like, useful shot, you know? Like, it's the least – you have lower odds to go in, but that risk is, is worth worthwhile when it's worth an extra point from beyond the three-point arc type deal, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want that. I love, I love a good mid-range jumper, and I, I respect Tatum's, you know – game with it but like yeah especially when that lineup of death is out there it's just like let's any anyone can score just get the ball to the open guy our best basketball is when we're passing so at this point we know you know we know what to expect from miami um we've we're we're going into game four what's it going to take for us to you know even up the series well i would say just not not having scott foster or tony brothers be the referee selected to officiate the game however we got both of them coming up uh, yeah. tomorrow it's gonna night be great so I, I i'm praying that there's in some world that cancels they cancel each other out in terms of the negative impact that will have on us but yeah i think um, that's how that works yeah I think that's how it works. No, uh, very bummed, very bummed. Jamel Johnson, friend of the podcast, actually came and watched the last game with us, which was cool. And uh, I was like, come back to the yard and watch tomorrow, or watch on Wednesday. And uh, and then I texted him when I, when I saw the announcement today, and I was like, hey, man, we're going to need all the luck, all the help we can get if you want to come over <laughs> and be good superstition. But this one already feels like a scheduled loss. So um, it's going to be tough tomorrow. I'm just hoping with Gordon – it doesn't matter. We're just like too good of a team for any sort of calls or anything to interfere. Uh, I'm just hoping like, you know, the biggest thing, like I'm not trying not to be conspiracy Tim on here or anything like that, but the biggest thing is just like no technicals would be nice. I just think some of the soft technicals have come from these officiating teams. And so just let, let them play and, and, and honestly keep the whistle out of your mouth, but you know, we haven't seen that really. So just let them play is what I'm hoping for. Um, but yeah, game four. I feel good about the outlook for us. I feel good about the game plan. I feel good about the. I've been seeing in the off day, Smart and Cantor were doing pool fights yesterday, and Deuce and Tatum are swimming in the background, and it's just like they're all a family, man. They're, it, it all is well in there. It's just they they all really want to win. And my, <laughs> one thing we haven't talked about on here either is Gordon Hayward's not going to go back for the birth of his son. Yeah. I heard that. Now, my take on this is that I think that's actually a smart decision just because I'm not sure he can be there for the birth of his son. I'm hearing about all these people who are having babies right now, and the father really can't be a part of it for, like, a couple of weeks. Like, he can't be there in the moment. Maybe he can come right after. But, like, I think some of these guys leave to be there for the actual moment, and he would have to, like, wait. He wouldn't be able to be there for the actual moment. So... I would like to think to like mention, that him and Robin probably had some sort of conversation where it's just like this isn't a normal circumstance for either of us. Um, not to mention, I would imagine that when he gets back, before he even went to the hospital, he would want to guarantee that he's been tested and that he is is clear of the you know of COVID because 
I would think that's one of the last things that you want to bring into your your family oh, yeah. at that point I mean, in time. Your, your you know, recently so, pregnant wife is going to need right. you, is one of the most vulnerable people is going to need you to stay the hell away if you might be sick. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I that's I mean crazy. You know, it's craziness. I respect their decision. I'm, I I imagine that was both of their decisions that they came to. Obviously, it's great for us, but. Uh, um, I do, I do think that that's got something to do with COVID. I feel like if it was a regular birth, maybe he would have hopped out, but also maybe it's a matter of how close they're getting. I don't know, but it benefits us. I'll, I'll say that, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, Gordon played 30 minutes the other night. That's awesome. No, didn't look slow or anything to me. was making great choices. You know, stat line wasn't as, wasn't as regular Gordon se- regular season Gordon Hayward as we would have liked, I'm sure, but that was his first game back. I expect him to look just even much better. And man, I just I, I want I just want Bob Bill to get another shot in the if in those Grant Williams minutes. Grant Williams has been in the in the middle of the fourth quarter the last three games. <clears throat> and I just I want Bob Bill to get a shot there. I he he I think can hang with Bam better than anyone else. So, I don't know. I'd like to see that. I uh, I'd like to see when we have a lead and it, it and it goes down to like if when it breaks ten, let's always get a timeout there because they can run five. They run five. One play. Tyler Hero does five points in thirty seconds for them, and I've yeah. seen him do it like six times. Duncan Robinson can do nine points in a minute thirty. Like it, it's just we gotta we gotta use those timeouts when it's smart. I think. Personally. Yeah, yeah, I I would say that you know there's been some times where I've questioned Brad Stevens' decision as far as when to call a timeout. I'm like, would wouldn't now be a good time for that? that and the, I will say, first of all, that's maybe one of the only things I've ever questioned him on. And beyond right. all that, uh, he is a genius, and I think geniuses don't look like geniuses until afterwards. So. I'm sure that's kind of part of it. We're we're just like built to be like you know we're not understanding the he's playing 3D chess and we're watching a checkers game. You know, like he's I'm sure he's got so much more going on. But yeah, there if there's anything that has been recurring, it's uh, you know what's up with uh, where where was the timeout here? Where was the timeout there? I mean, maybe maybe we're spoiled because of Bill Belichick, but I you know maybe we held hold the bar pretty high for our coaches around here, but um. Because as far as you talking about playing chess compared to checkers, there's nobody better than Belichick at doing that. So maybe we have a a false hope going into some of these things, and not everybody has that sort of uh, mindset. Like you said, it's it's almost hindsight is 2020 in certain situations where um, Belichick has always seemed to have that down on the spot. So um, maybe that's just what it is, is that we expect – something else to happen and when it doesn't it it's not really you know something that we're used to i don't know yeah well we know brad's reached out to belichick time and time again for little tidbits here and there hopefully bill can uh throw some time out advice in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but no i i feel really good about tomorrow uh referees aside and uh you know let's just let's make it 2-2 and Let's win a uh, let's win a quote unquote home game in in game five. Yeah, because I was gonna say we haven't quote unquote won a home game since the Sixers series. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, what are you thinking for this six or seven? Um, well, I think seven. 
Okay. I think seven, yeah. I uh I wanna I wanna say six. I've said six, but if uh if I'm being true and real, I think it's gonna be seven, yeah. I don't Wait know what they take, but maybe they take the other home home game or, or something, but yeah. So do we not know when game seven would be yet? Yeah, they yeah no because the re- they keep dancing around Monday Night Football, essentially. Oh okay, or no, we got a game. Se- no, it's scheduled. I think. No game oh, no, six seven for the Lakers series is scheduled. I would imagine it's Tuesday because it, they're okay. scheduled Monday for Lakers Nuggets, which is strange. Um, because it says our game six is would be this Sunday. Yep, and. Yeah, so I'd imagine it's that Tuesday because that's blank. I don't know why they'd avoid that Tuesday. That wouldn't make any sense. Maybe they just ha- haven't scheduled it because they don't know if it's actually going to happen or not. So Yeah. Well, it's crazy that, you know, potentially one way or another this all comes to an end over the next course of the, uh, the, course of the next few days. This week we will know, or at least by Tuesday night, if we're going to the NBA championship, and it looks like to face the Los Angeles Lakers. I can't count the Nuggets out just purely because I counted them out the last two series. They were down a bunch. So we'll see. They got to win tonight, obviously. That's been a pretty – that last game was really fun to watch. Um, I don't know. Nuggets are weird. But, yeah, so we might we might get a Lakers. It's still looking close. We'll see. Do you think if we win the next game that Miami has their back up against the wall at this point? Like, do you feel like we have more of a momentum shift going into game five? Um, yeah. If we were to win and tie it up, or, or do you think that it's basically 0-0 and, it's in, you know, Miami shouldn't be worried at all? Um, well, here's the thing, and, and honestly, I, I should have brought this up when we were just talking coaches, but he he's playing, in my opinion, Brad Stevens is playing chess 3D chess against a 3D chess player right now. I think Eric Spolster is the best head coach in the NBA, through and through, truly. I I think he's better than Nick Nurse, only because Nick Nurse has only done this for two years. Obviously, a better track record, but he's only done it for two years. Eric Spolster, yeah, and I go play go play a Weezer cover, <laughs> you loser. Um, he Eric Spolstra is incredible, and his ability to control that locker room is phenomenal. And I I loved it during. You know when we were when we were killing them in game three, they're like he just goes after the first quarter or something, or maybe the third. He goes, yeah, I mean they're playing with like a lot of force right now, so we just got to keep playing with a lot of force. I think he knows that he's. I think he knows that we have the better closing five, and he just he, I don't know. Uh, he's not gonna let his locker room think that they're out at any point or Baxter against the wall. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna let he's gonna make him go one game at a time, one quarter at a time, win this quarter, win this quarter, win this half, win this half. And um, you know, that that team there there's just no momentum in this series, truly. Like I, I, I didn't count us down when out when we were down two oh. I won't necessarily count us down if we lose tomorrow. Um you know, I I just don't I don't fully believe in that momentum thing. I think it's any given night is anyone's game. It's just who shows up better across the board. And and who do you have um, going into game four? Who's your guy? Like who who's going to have the biggest game? Because I'm thinking Jalen Brown, but maybe you have a different different uh, opinion. No, I think Jalen. Yeah, 
Jalen Brown definitely, but Tatum also plays really well after good news. So if he's seeing this Paul George stuff, he might kind of be like, yeah, I am. Drop 30. But yeah, Jalen, I, I just see Jalen's, I think Marcus lit something in, in Jalen that's going to be uh, scary for the Heat from here on out. I mean, realistically, we need an all-around team effort in this game, play a full pull, a full game, but um, I'm hoping that, you know, we see somebody kind of take the lead and, and really start bringing the team, like getting the momentum going, and I think that's going to be Jalen Brown. Do you know who I hope it is? Kem- who? Kemba Walker. There's there's, <laughs> right. there's a little too much Kemba hate. There's a little too really much been Kemba hate going much on. About him. And... You know, he gets hate for the Raptor series where Nick Nurse time and time again said he made it a point to take out Kemba. That works when you have Kyle Lowry and other guys on this 5'11 guy. Look it up. It's official. He used to be marked 6'1". He's 5'11". And he's, you know, he, he's been ups and downs in this series, but he's held his own. I hope he goes off and just kind of silences the haters because... You know. He needs a game like that. Yeah, he does, especially this late in the playoffs where he's never been because he's getting he's getting a lot of inexperienced labels and so on and so forth. L- last game, he when he started off, he was like a little bit hit and miss, and he was laughing through it. And that like at first, I was like, oh, God, that's not the approach, man. Like take it seriously. And I was like, oh, maybe he's been taking it too seriously. Maybe he does need to laugh it off. And I thought he had a fantastic. Obviously, he had a fantastic game three, getting twenty points, um, twenty plus points. So I, I want Kemba to break 30 or, like, 25, just keep keep rolling, maybe get a double-double, get some assists. It's just I, I, wanna, I want him to be able to quiet his haters a little bit because I, I get the critique, the, the criticism, and I, I, I think it's – I mean, it's obviously warranted if you look at the stat sheets, but, uh, you know, I, I believe in Kemba Walker as a legitimate championship-caliber point guard, uh, and ideally for the Boston Celtics. So Yeah, and, and kind of as you said, too, this, this – uh, the whole team, I feel like, kind of rallies around when a player has a good game, and it's not necessarily Jalen Brown or Tatum or whoever. You know, it's it, they like to rally around the whole team playing well. I mean, they are they're basically a family, as you said. To it's a very good dynamic on this team right now. I mean, everyone seems to mesh fairly well. Um, so maybe if Kemba has a huge game, then that gets everybody else fired up going in, into Game Five. So I think it's it's really. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's necessary to win the game. Like I wouldn't say that he needs to have a good game in order for us to win. Right, I understand. But yeah. I think if he went off and had one of the best games he's had so far in the playoffs, that could really benefit us moving forward. Just because it'll get get everyone else all kind of jazzed up for the 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 next few games and hopefully close out the series. Yeah, I mean we got to hope it's Jalen though, right? Obviously with that sixteen and one stat, let's make it seventeen and one. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah, I don't know. You got a score want to guess scores for tomorrow night? Oh man. I was off on the last one, but I say that we we it's I I'm going to say 105-100, but we win, obviously. 105-100. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Definitely I definitely like that uh that points number around 205. I'm going to go 106 to 102. Two Celtics okay. win barely. Yeah, I I liked it. I like dollared you. I priced it right. I did the opposite prices right on you <laughs> on yeah. both the numbers there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that I th- that feels right. Just either that or I could totally in this obvious that that's my guess. But the other thing I could see is just this finally being a game where neither team breaks a hundred. I think it's going to be a big defensive matchup. But um, 
Yeah. We'll just as long as we get the, the win, I'm fine with whatever the score is. Yeah. And for any uh, gambling heads out there, the Celtics are giving three points to the Heat in game four. We've been favorites in every game despite going down 2-0. And we are favorite once again. And the money line, the over-under is 210. So I'd take the under there, folks. That's just we would we both would actually that's that's our guess yeah so um yeah let's go man I'm excited I I, I just figured we I'd get some other around the league news I figured we'd touch on uh just yeah I was gonna say before before we, go. before we wrap up you apparently like I I have no clue at all so I'm excited about this to know any information on what might happen for the following season so if you have any of that let it let it rip all right so the it's good news bad news um. I like to think the first part. I'm gonna I'm gonna pre I'm gonna prelead the good news, bad news with what I think is good news. And the G League is working on putting together a tournament for October, November. What that could possibly mean for us is seeing Taco Fall, Trey Waters, and all the young Celtics in Maine Red Claws uniforms on television in October and November. And I think that's dope. And I hope that really happens. So if we have that, that'd be a big positive. But what we're losing is we will not be ready to have a season on Christmas Day, Silver said, likely not starting until 2021. The bright side of that being that it'll be in January. So not getting underway as quickly as we had hoped or thought. But in other positive news and more encouraging news for me, the skeptic, uh, teams return to practice across the NBA this week. So I think that's pretty damn cool. So if they're already practicing, I think it's just a matter of actually getting it together in time. And I'm sure these other teams will practice a little bit sparsely since who are, these four teams are going to kind of need a little break after all is said and done here in the bubble. But, uh, you know, it, I feel more solid about a season's ha- season happening. Um, NFL seemingly survived another week. So can the NBA also do that and travel without fans or fans by each stadium? We'll see. Um, but I, I think some positivity towards actually having a next season, uh, despite it not being exactly when we were all hoping. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, they they usually run fairly parallel anyway, but I would imagine that the NHL season and the NBA season will be pretty close together because they've been talking about the NHL potentially starting in January too. So maybe not exact. But well, and, uh, I would imagine and they, it'll be close. And they got to work together more now than ever because a lot of them share the same arenas. So they do. But do you think without fans they're gonna worry too much about that? Um, I don't know. Because I mean, it, it, they 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 still have coaches it, wear masks on the sidelines. You know, right, so but if, I, I think the precautions are are here to stay. And so I mean, I I, I don't think it's gonna be a huge deal, but I I do think that the there might be like meetings with everybody or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if a lot of other teams around the league are as, uh, are, are set up as nicely as we are, but I almost wonder if, you know, do they bother putting the ice in at the garden? If they're not playing games, you know, maybe they, maybe they do it at their practice facility. Instead, keep the ice there, keep the, the parquet down at the garden or, you know they have a brand new practice facility as well. I just I'm wondering how they're going to go into next season if if there's going to be any drastic changes like that, or if they're going to be trying to play at stadiums like normal, regardless of whether there's fans or not. Yeah, I think they're going to try that. It's just like and, and like yeah, the Garden's got a, a nice tight ship, but over here it's like we got Staples Center has two basketball teams and a hockey team, so yeah, it's I mean obviously they don't have to worry about concerts or anything like that. It seems, but um. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, team's back at practice. That's but that's my highest note, in my opinion. And uh, yep. shout-out to Billy Donovan has found a new home. He'll coach the Bulls next year, and, uh, you know, that could be pretty damn good for the Bulls. I, I, I could see them getting scrappy for an eight seed as the as their young guns get a little older. Well, I'm definitely interested to see what's going to happen over the next, let's just say, three months to figure out what's what the season's going to look like how they're going to do it. Um, at that point, are we better off in with this pandemic? Um, are they going to start trying to find ways to allow any types of fans? It's all so new and it's all so, um, it's like a gray area. So it would be so interesting to see how it shakes out down the road and, and who knows. Yeah, uh, maybe if, you know, quick tests develop that can, you know, check you at the door with like 50 percent capacity we might see improvements on this or we might just see them all be like it's really stupid to even try but you know yeah what we've all known and seen is uh the bottom line is the economy and so these teams are losing money so they gotta i'm sure that i'm sure there will be some sort of at least investigation into if it ever makes sense well the bruins aren't losing money from me that's for sure no they're not congratulations <laughs> by the way on being a bruins investor now yeah, thanks. I, I appreciate that. Wow. Um, so just to wrap up here, we want we, obviously Celtics are going to win Game Four. I mean, let's be real. Let's go. We, if we if yeah, let's go. So we're hopeful that they're going to win Game Four. Good. Um, game Five is on Friday, which is nice. Um, because out for me, it's an eight thirty game, which means that. It won't get over until like probably one thirty in the morning with all the fouls, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so I'll get to sleep in the next day. But um, yeah, we need a big game from 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 everybody. I mean, hopefully Kemba can can step it up and and get those points that we've been you know missing from him for a few few games. He played well last game. I'm not um, entirely missing out on that one, but. You know, we really do need a big game from everybody. If we can play the same way we played last game, then, you know, we can beat them easily. Yeah. So three guys score twenty, we win. Four guys scores twenty, we win by ten. That's my that's the yep. take. Um and our next episode um is is definitely gonna be a good one. Uh I'm not sure exactly what day we're gonna put it out yet. Yeah, it could be but, next, could be could be two from now, but it's coming in yep. the next week. Yeah. So definitely keep your eyes open for that one. It's going to be super fun. Um, Very special guest. Yes. We won't say who it is. He's hailing. We won't really give you anything other than that. But we'll say that he was on a time zone that was just very difficult to set for times, and he made it work for us, and uh, we appreciate the hell out of him. Yep. So keep an eye out for that. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Um, and, you know, like and subscribe to us on on everything we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on um twitter you know give us a a, a subscribe on itunes or spotify and all that because uh then you'll get the episodes as soon as they come out so make sure that you're on top of that like i said you're not going to want to miss the next episode uh and yeah and that's that's it that's all she wrote all right guys that's that's all she wrote go celtics go sees the celtics have the balls <laughs> <laughs>